Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 65 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. My Little Margie was a rarity in radio in that it ran identical episodes on CBS Radio concurrently with the same episodes on the TV show by the same name featuring the same actors. And although it ran from 1952 to 1955, only 23 of the radio broadcasts have survived to this day. Gail Storm played 21-year-old Margie Albright, who shares an apartment with her father, former silent film star and widow Vern Albright, played by Charles Farrell. Vern is a vice president of an investment firm. Others in the cast were Verna Felton as Mrs. Odette's their next-door neighbor, Hilary Brooke as Roberta Townsend, Vern's girlfriend, and Don Hayden as Margie's boyfriend, Freddie Wilson. Now sit back and enjoy the episode, Margie Breaks Up with Freddie, from My Little Margie. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The United States Armed Forces Radio Service presents My Little Margie, starring Gail Storm and Charles Farrell. <laughs> Sunday breakfast at the Albright's is usually a relaxed, carefree meal, as Margie reads the woman's page of the Sunday paper and her father reads the comics. There uh, are, <laughs> excuse me, I mean the financial page. But this morning, neither Margie nor her father is in a happy frame of mind. Dad, why so glum? Oh, Connie and I had a spat last night. What did you do this time? What do you mean, what did I do? Why does it have to be my fault? Well, it doesn't have to be, but it usually is. <laughs> well, this time it wasn't. What started it? Well, we had a date for dinner, and I, I stopped off at my club for a cocktail and got into a discussion about stocks and bonds, and I didn't notice the time. So you were late for your date, huh? Yes, and Connie didn't believe my story, and one word led to another. She said, you're a prevaricator, and I said, you're a crank. And she said, you're deceitful, and I said, you're insulting. And then she said, you're a savage and human brute and don't know how to treat a sensitive woman, so, so I said, you're a nagging, cold-blooded hag. Then what? Well, after that, we began to argue. <laughs> she insisted, unless I resign from the club, she won't see me anymore. Are you going to resign? I should say not. No woman is going to twist me around her little finger. Dad, you can't afford to let Connie go out of your life just like that. She's still a young girl, you know. And as for you, it's later than you think. <laughs> well, I'll admit that I'll never see 35 again. If you did, you'd never recognize it after all these years. <laughs> well, never mind me and my problem. What's wrong with you today? You don't look very happy either. I'm not. Freddie and I had a quarrel, too. He was supposed to meet me downtown yesterday and take me to a movie, and he was late. Well, did you see the picture? No. By the time he showed up, it was 6 o'clock and the price changed. <laughs> well, knowing Freddie, I'll bet he timed it that way. And then to top it all off, on the way home, we stopped for a bite to eat. The waitress was one of those baby-faced blondes, and Freddie couldn't keep his eyes off of her. 
When his hamburger came, he poured a whole bottle of ketchup. Well, what's wrong with that? He poured it on my ice cream. <laughs> well, believe me, you're going to be a lot better off without Freddie Wilson around. Oh, I wish I could be as sure of that as you are. When I look at his picture on the mantle, I feel miserable. I know what you mean. His picture affects me that way, too. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do about your situation with Connie? What do you mean? What am I going to do? If she wants to make up, she knows where to find me. He said the same thing about you. <laughs> Mrs. Odette, were you listening outside our keyhole? Why, Margie, what makes you think that? I just took a shot in the dark on account of the words Yale Lock are stamped on your ear. <laughs> oh, what's the difference? Mrs. Odette, what were you saying about Connie? She phoned a friend of hers and told her that if you wanted to make up, you knew where to find her. I heard the conversation on the party line. Party line? I never knew that Connie's phone was on your line. Everybody's phone in this building is on my line. <laughs> well, if Connie thinks I'm going to go crawling to her, she's got another thing coming. She's being unreasonable. Why is it that every time a couple have a quarrel, the man always insists it's the woman who's being unreasonable? Why should I resign from my club because she wants me to? Mrs. Odette, I'd like to appeal to you as a woman of the world. Well, you certainly don't appeal to me as a man of the world. <laughs> oh, please, don't you think Connie's being unreasonable? Do you believe in clubs for men? I certainly do. Every time a third husband got out of line, I used to belt him with them. Oh, I give up. Margie, hmm? what are you going to do about Freddie? What am I going to do? Nothing. It's up to him to make the first move. Well, if you people want me to intercede, I'll be happy to offer my services. I've had a lot of experience straightening out quarreling couples. You have? Oh, yes. Take my two friends, Emily and Joe. From the first day that they became engaged, they argued and fought like cats and dogs. I told them what to do, and today they're extremely happy. What happened? Each of them married somebody else. <laughs> well, that's probably the best thing for Connie and me to do. Come in. Hello, Mr. Albright. Oh, hello, Freddie. Hello, Mrs. Odette. Hello, Freddie. Hiya, Margie. Ha! Huh. <laughs> Gee, it got cold all of a sudden. Margie, that's no way to greet me. Freddie Wilson. Uh, Especially I... after I brought you a present. A present? For me? What is it? A three-piece sweater set. Uh, a three-piece sweater set? Yeah. Here, here open it. Uh... Well, how do you like it? Freddie Wilson. Is this what you call a three-piece sweater set? Sure. Get a load of this. A ball of yarn and two knitting needles. <laughs> Freddie, this is the last straw. Oh, it's not straw. It's pure wool. Oh, I've had enough. I'm going over to Connie's apartment. Gee, I thought she'd like it. You knucklehead. What kind of a gift was that to bring? A ball of yarn and two knitting needles. Well, I didn't know her sweater size, and I figured if she had any yarn left over, she could knit me a pair of socks. Freddie, I'm afraid your goose is cooked. Gee, Mr. Albright, what am I going to do? Well, who cares? I've got my own problem. Women. Bah! Women. Bah! <laughs> oh, you two men certainly talk big. You couldn't get along without us women. Who couldn't? What's a woman? 
As Kipling once said, a woman is just a rag, a bone, and a hank of hair. Yes, and all men are in the junk business. <laughs> More coffee, Margie. Thanks, Connie. How do you like that Freddie Wilson trying to pull that three-piece sweater gag on me? Oh, men are all alike. First they deceive you, and then they try to pull the wool over your eyes. Yeah. Maybe you're not giving Dad the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was at his club discussing stocks and bonds. <laughs> More likely, he was discussing stocks and blondes. <laughs> and then he had the nerve to tell me he got confused with the time. That his watch had daylight time and the clock in the club had standard time. What an excuse. Yeah. He can't two-time me. <laughs> There's only one thing that makes me hesitate to call him a bare-faced liar. What's that? His mustache. <laughs> well, I'm through with men for good. Me too. I wonder if there's a girl's branch of the Foreign Legion. Gosh, Mr. Albright, if Margie doesn't make up with me, I'll blow my brains out. With what, a pea shooter? <laughs> uh, women, they're a pain in the neck. Can't get along with them, you can't get along without them. Well, I'm through with them. Who needs them? They just make trouble for you. A man can be a lot happier without women. Ain't that so? Now, look, chum. You be happy your way, and I'll be happy my way. <laughs> Mr. Albright, I've got a confession to make. Well, don't look at me. I'm not the D.A. What would you say if I told you that I've been a jerk? I'd agree with you. <laughs> well, that's why I'm going to get down on my knees to Margie and ask her to forgive me. You'll do nothing of the kind. If you did that, Connie would expect me to do the same thing. Well, how else are you going to make up? Well, I ought to teach her a lesson. How? Well, go out with another girl. Yeah, I ought to do the same thing. I got half a mind to. Oh, that's why no other girl would go out with you. <laughs> oh, but where am I going to find another girl to go out with? I don't know any other girls anymore. I thought you knew a lot of girls. Oh, I used to. Uh, but since I started going with Connie, I, I burnt my little black book. You burned it? Yeah, that's what caused that heat wave last month. <laughs> well, it's... Now, wait a minute. I've got an idea. A friend of mine is a theatrical agent. I'll call him and we'll hire two actresses to go out with us. When Connie and Margie see us, well, that'll do the trick. Oh, boy, actresses. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll call him now. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, Frank Post, theatrical agency. Was that you, Frank? Oh, this is Vern Albright. Frank, uh, I've got a favor to ask. I'd like to hire two gorgeous actresses to take the dinner tonight. Oh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> just a gag. Uh, give me their phone number and I'll explain the whole thing to them. Swell. Uh, what's their names? Millie and Tilly? Oh, thanks, Frank. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, then. I'll bet he's just pining his poor little old heart out for poor little old me. Yeah. Then I'll bet Freddie's pining his poor little young heart out for poor little young me. I wonder what they're doing right now. What can they be doing? Nothing. You know, Connie, I've been thinking. Maybe I'm being too rough on Freddie. 
After all, he's a good kid. Well, so is your father. Kid? <laughs> well, anyway, just because I'm miserable, it's no use making that miserable Freddy miserable, too. I feel the same way about Vern. Well, what do you say we swallow our pride and make up with them? I'm all for it. Come on. <laughs> I guess we're doing the right thing, aren't we, Marge? Oh, of course we are. Well, here comes Mrs. Odette. Well, Mrs. Odette, what happened to you? Where did you get that black eye? The Webster's and Nine C just had a Lulu of a brawl. <laughs> well, don't tell me you got mixed up in it. Oh, no, I got this shiner from the doorknob. They opened the door suddenly, and I didn't jump back in time. <laughs> they wanted to see if anyone was listening at the keyhole. The sneak. <laughs> well, I've got to go and get a steak. See you later. Poor Mrs. O'Dell. Yeah. She averages about two black eyes a year from doorknobs. <laughs> I guess she's just not as spry as she used to be. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Let's go in and humble ourselves. Yes, we are. Nice Wait a minute. Isn't that Vern's voice? Oh, that's right, Millie. I, I'd like to have you meet me at Pierre's for dinner. He's making a date with another girl. Tell her to bring a friend along for me. Oh, Freddie, too. And we thought they were pining away. Oh, Margie, what are we going to do? I don't know about you, but as for me... <laughs> Thanks for letting me wear the snazzy tie of yours, Vern. <laughs> that's, that's okay, Freddie. Cerise is my favorite color. It brings out the sparkle in my baby blue eyes. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake, put it on and let's get started. Okay, Vern. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, can you lend me a pair of spats, too? What do you need spats for? I got holes in my socks. <laughs> I'll give you a pair of mine. Thanks. Hey, gee, do you think this stunt's gonna work? Oh, of course it will. When Connie sees me with another girl, she'll break her neck to make up with me. Yeah. Margie will probably do the same thing when she sees me with another girl. You, I'm not so sure about. I'll be able to make Connie jealous because she knows I used to have a lot of girls in the spring before I met her. She knows I'm a man of the world. Well, I'm a man of the world, too. I'm talking about this world. <laughs> hey, I just thought of something. How will Margie and Connie know that we're going to have dinner at Pierre's with two other girls? Well, that's simple. Open the door, Freddy. <gasps> hello, Mrs. Odette. <laughs> oh, oh, hello, Mr. Albright. Well, excuse me, I was just on my way down the hall. <laughs> well, Freddy, in about 30 seconds, everybody in the building will know we've got a date with two girls. Vern, you're a genius. I know it. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Connie, I feel awful. So do I. To think that Vern would take up with another girl. He's not interested in making up with me. Neither is Freddie. That is, with me. Oh, Margie. Oh, Connie. Oh! Okay, knock it off. Knock it off. And turn off those tears. The apartment in the floor below is flooded. People are crying? No. 
There's a drip under the sink. Now dry your eyes. I got news for you. Your guys are going out to dinner with two dolls. We know. How'd you find out? When they made the date, we were listening outside the door. Stealing my stuff, huh? <laughs> How much did you overhear? Well, just that them meeting two girls at P.A.S. Is that all? Yes. Amateurs. <laughs> Mrs. Odette, what do you mean? That two dolls they're taking out are a couple of actresses that they hired for the occasion. Huh? What? That's right. Freddy figures if you see him with another girl, you'll break your neck to make up. And your father figures that Connie will do the same thing. Well, this puts another light on the matter. Yes. Oh, thank goodness Mrs. Odette's tipped us all. <laughs> well, you know my motto. I get there faster with the monsters. <laughs> so that's their little game, huh? Trying to make us jealous. We ought to call up a couple of fellas and do the same thing. Yeah, two can play at that game. <laughs> so can three. Get a friend for me. <laughs> now, let's see. Who can I call? Well, how about George Rush? Oh, he's such a wolf. The last time I went out with him, he tried to kiss me. And was I upset? Why? We were in a canoe. <laughs> well... I could call Phil Niblo for you. I know the family well. They have scads. They have? Yes. So why don't they take shots for it? <laughs> oh, Margie, you're always joking. Yes. <laughs> she's laughing on the outside, but she's crying on the inside. Hey, Connie. I just thought of something. We won't accomplish anything by showing up at Pierre's with dates. We won't? Of course not. Now, what I want to do is get Freddie to apologize to me, and you want to get my father to do the same to you, right? Right. Well, I've got a better idea, but we'll have to keep it very quiet. What is it? Go ahead, Margie. You might just as well talk in front of me. <laughs> I know about it anyway. <laughs> Oh, but don't worry. I won't blab anything. Promise? Promise. My lips are sealed. <laughs> it hurts, but they're sealed. <laughs> One of those two actresses is going to get here. Oh, take it easy, Freddy. They should be here any minute. I told the head waiter to show them to our table. Well, I hope that... Holy Toledo! What's the matter? Get a load of those two gorgeous blondes coming this way. <laughs> wow! Wowie, wow! Uh, hubba, hubba, hubba. Excuse me... Which one of you distinguished gentlemen is Mr. Albright? Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm Tilly Smith. <laughs> and this is my girlfriend, Millie Brown. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. <laughs> How you do? Uh, this is uh, Freddie Wilson. Hi. <laughs> Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> well, well, sit down. <laughs> Now, uh, now, I explained the situation to you over the phone, so, so I assume you girls know what we want you to do. Yeah. You want we should make your girlfriends jealous. 
Ain't that not so? <laughs> yeah. That ain't not so. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's right. I... I think. Well, they, they should be wandering in here soon. Uh, would you girls like something to eat in the meantime? Thanks. Well, you're ready yet. Tell me. That's Epi. <laughs> well, how about some dessert, then? Yeah, I don't mind. I'll have pie a la mode. Uh, what about you, Millie? Uh, pie a la mode, too? No, I think I'll just have some pie with ice cream. Oh. <laughs> and the demi-tassy. I think I'll skip the pile of mode, and I'll have a demi-tassy, too. With coffee. <laughs> hey, Vern, Margie and Connie just came in. They see us. They're headed this way. Oh, okay, girls. You know what to do. Gee, I hope we put it over for you. Why, Vern, all right. Why, Connie... <laughs> I didn't expect to see you here. And I didn't expect to see you, Margie. We just happened to drop in. Well? Well, what? Aren't you going to introduce me to your mother? <laughs> mother? I ain't his mother. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. The resemblance was so strong. Yes, you both have the same color hair. Well, you're wrong. He's a brunette and I'm a blonde. Wanna bet? Uh, allow me to introduce you. This is Tilly Smith and Millie Brown. Miss Connie Carter and uh, Margie Albright. Albright? Hey, that's the same name as you. That's right. Your older sister, maybe. Touche. She, uh, she happens to be my daughter. Uh, Connie, would, uh, would you like to join us? No, Ben. I just can't stand the sight of you with another girl. How about you, Margie? I can't stand the sight of you either. <laughs> that is, with another girl. <laughs> well, we have to go now. We must get to the theater. Uh, we're performing tonight, you know. Uh, be careful. Don't fall off the runway. <laughs> We'll see you gents after the show, like usual. Okay, girls. See you later. Goodbye, Fernikin. <laughs> Goodbye, Fernikin. <laughs> so long, girlykin. <laughs> what a doll that Millie is. And she's crazy about me. Why, well, Tilly is crazy about me. Then, does this mean the end? Well, I, I can't help it if another girl is stuck on me. Me either. Well, I wouldn't want to break your heart, Connie. And I wouldn't want to break your heart, Margie. Oh, that's big of you. Of course, if you want to apologize and make up. Oh, no, no. If I apologized, you'd have no respect for me and you'd hate me. Better you should apologize and I'll hate you. <laughs> I feel the same way, Connie. Uh, that is, uh, from Freddie's point of view. Then, how long have you known this girl? Oh, Tilly and I have been smoldering for years. And Millie and I have been smoldering for years, too. Well, why don't you jump in the lake and put out the fire? <laughs> hey, here's the two guys, Harry. Boy, I can't wait to get my hands on them. Who are you? Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Larry Smith. I'm Tilly's husband. Yeah, I'm Harry Brown. Millie Brown's husband. 
So you're the two guys who've been running around with our wives, eh? Yeah, well, we were waiting to catch up with you. Uh, <laughs> now, 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 just a minute. There, there must be some mistake. I, I just met your wife for the first time tonight. And I just met your wife for the first time. But you just said you've been smoldering for years. <laughs> smoldering, huh? Yeah. Okay, which punk should we slug first? Yeah. Let's slug the sappy-looking one first. Please, Mr. Albright's an old man. <laughs> Hit me first. You're the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to punch you right in the nose. Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Freddy, take off my tie. I don't want you to get blood on it. <laughs> You're both right. Yeah, running around with married women. Shame. If you fellas will give me a chance, I, I can explain everything. Better make it good, chum. Yeah. I didn't know Tilly was married, and in fact, I never saw her before. I hired her as an actress to have dinner with me just to make Connie jealous so, so she'd make up with me. Yeah, that's the truth. Millie came along so I could make Margie jealous for the same reason. Yes, you, you ask Frank Post, their agent. He'll, he'll verify our story. Frank Post, okay. We'll check with Frank. But if you two monkeys are giving us a run around, we're going to look you up and beat the daylights out of you. <laughs> yeah. Now remember that. Come on, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was close. So, Freddie, were you telling the truth? So help me, Margie. How about you, Vern? Oh, honest, Connie, I... I just wanted to make up with you. Well, then, as long as you're apologizing, I'll forgive you. Same here, Freddy. Gee, thanks. Now, if you two hadn't been so stubborn and apologized to us in the first place, you wouldn't have had to go through all this trouble. Yeah, we were dopes, eh, Vern? Speak for yourself. <laughs> and don't call me Vern. Well, I guess maybe I should have apologized earlier. I'd have saved 50 bucks. Fifty dollars? Yes, I have to pay those two actresses for playing the parts of our girlfriends. Oh, oh, by the way, Dad, would you let me have $50? $50? What for? Well, I have to pay those two actors for playing the parts of your girlfriend's husband. My Little Margie is a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 